And now, broadcasting from high atop the worldwide headquarters of the Boulder Broadcasting Network, this is the Growing Boulder Radio Show with your hosts, Mark Middleton and Bill Schaefer. What a fabulous day this is. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark. That's Bill. And, and you know what our stick is here, folks. We, we find ordinary people doing extraordinary things, and then we celebrate them because it's fun and they deserve it. Uh, and, and despite what you might see on your local evening news just about every night, there is no shortage of good news out there, no shortage of good people doing amazing things. And you know what we do on this show, folks? Mark and I, all we do is bring it. We connect it to the people that are doing the coolest things and that stuff that will blow your mind like our next guy. He's devoted his life to advocating for children, and he doesn't just talk the talk. In fact, he doesn't just walk the walk. (laughs) He runs it in a big way. The guy ran a marathon, 26.3 miles every day for 63 straight days no way. in 63 different communities, and he was pushing a jogging stroller the whole way because he wanted to raise funds and raise awareness for a children's disease you may not have heard of called AT. Yeah, and then after that, just six months later, folks, he runs 50 miles a day for 13 consecutive days to support another children's organization, and that's really just the beginning for him. The top of his website, and Bill, you're going to love this. I checked it out earlier. The top of his website says, Dream, Believe, Inspire. Dream big dreams, believe you can, inspire others, and that is exactly what we call a prescription for growing bolder. So let's welcome him, Mr. Tim Borland. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Man, we're thrilled to have you. Thanks so much for all you do. And it really is important to note right off the top here so people don't think we're talking to some sort of superhuman being that uh, uh, th- this amazing vision, this amazing effort didn't happen overnight. Uh, in fact, it's not a calling you really even knew existed until you began to run simply to lose weight and get into shape. When and how did it become something more for you? Well, you know, uh, I mean, like you said, it's it's definitely a journey. And, you know, running for me started post-high school. I mean, talk about ordinariness. I was not a, I was not a jock in high school. You uh, weren't a fat guy either, though, were you? <laughs> I, I got a letterman's jacket, let me tell you. I lettered in band. I mean, that's how I got my letterman's jacket. Cool. <laughs> um, I, I started running about 22, and, and uh, yeah, like I said, it was a quest to just kind of get into shape and, and uh, reclaim my health. Uh, I'd say... Several years later, after uh, joining joining the uh, triathlon team, actually at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, and, and doing a lot of serious competing and training, uh, it, it all really started when I had a family and got married. Um, you know, my wife and I were challenged to consider what we wanted to do with our life. You know, we got married, and now we got this road ahead of us. And what do we want to do in this world? Kind of, what's our purpose? And 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 pretty pretty clearly on, or pretty early on, it was we both of us landed on you know, hey, we want to make a difference for children in need. And, you know, we don't really know what that looks like, but that was the beginning of the vision, and that was, you know, a little over seven years ago. Um, and what ended up happening was my running just took off, and I, my passion grew, and I really just felt this longing to use my running uh, in a great, significant way. Uh, so I, I'm a, I'm a, always been a believer that God put me here for something bigger than myself, and so I just gave it to, to God and prayed over it, and Ended up meeting a family in California whose daughter had this rare terminal disease called ataxia telangiectasia, you know, that I had never heard of. And uh, the next thing I know, I was in Disney World celebrating with all the families and learning about this rare, obscure disease that nobody knew about. And 
the founder of the organization said, hey, you know, we need, people need to know us. People need to know who we are and that we exist. And that's the, the biggest challenge for the organization and funding research. And so that, that was the connectivity for me. And that was the moment, uh, January of 2006, standing there in the, and kind of in the limelight watching all the families with a tear in my eye. And I said, this is it. Like, this is the group that I want to help. I'm going to do something. You know what, Tim? There must be something extremely special about this group because Mark, Mark is very good friends with Olympic triathlete Hunter Kemperer. Yes. And Hunter recently brought our attention to AT. We'd really never heard of, heard of it or even knew anything about it. And he told us all about the things that he's doing to help, too. So you really have a great ally in Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got to know Hunter and Val uh, really well, amazing, amazing family, and, and uh, you're, you're absolutely right, you guys. I mean, the, really, I remind the families, you know, every time I get a chance to share, you know, and they want to hear what's going on, I always remind them that, hey, you guys, your stories, you're the real heroes behind this, right? And your, your stories and your inspiration to us is what gets us out there and, and what makes us move and, and really want to be a voice for you guys because they, they really are. They're, they're just, it's an incredible community families that have all rallied together there's no national um there, there's no organization at the national level there's no government involvement i mean this is a bunch of families whose kids are struggling with a disease that's so small in numbers uh they don't get a lot of national attention and help from it so it's the families uh pulling together and uh working together and, and that's a community that you know all of us need to be a part of you know, Tim, we don't know your wife, and we're assuming she's a wonderful woman, but, but you guys Amazing. decide together to do something special, and you're the guy that ends up running 63 marathons in 63, <laughs> in 63 days. Did, did you get the short end of the stick on this thing? <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys, if you were on the road with us, you would see that, oh, uh, man, yeah, my, my wife, she, she made it possible. You know, she was the glue that kept it all together. Um, you know, there was times where I was literally falling apart, and not only did my wife have to look after our three-and-a-half-year-old and one-and-a-half-year-old living in an RV with two stinky boys, <laughs> um, but she had to take care of me, too, at, at times when I was falling apart. Um, and then halfway through the trip, we found out she was pregnant. And the second half of the trip was, was it, man, she put up with a lot. Wow. She put up with a lot. She deserves a Purple Heart far more than I do. And, you know, if we, if we want to learn more about the, the behind-the-scenes, I'm hoping we get to see it because uh, a feature-like documentary has been produced on what you guys did. It's called FEAT, F-E-A-T, although it probably could have been called F-E-E-T as well. Uh, it, it's gotten great reviews. Has it been distributed nationwide yet? It has not been. Uh, no, it hasn't. We've uh, the, the producers, the director-producer team, they've been focusing on on getting uh, on getting support getting it out into film festivals uh, we've done a number of screenings uh, ar- around the country we, we uh you know in, in different locations i know at one point we we're talking about actually doing one in kind of the boulder denver area we do have a family in littleton colorado um there that we we actually ran in littleton colorado one day on the tour and i ran the boulder marathon um so we're thinking about doing something there but right now we're trying to get just greater attention awareness around it and, and oftentimes it, it just takes you know, when you're when you're a small independent film company, uh, you know you believe in your story, but there's you know so many other great films out there, and so a lot like running the tour, this is a test of perseverance for the the production team, and, and they really want to see this go big, and so they're doing everything they can to network and make connections and get into film festivals where the film will get noticed and picked up by a you know potentially by a big distributor. Hey, t- tell us a little bit more about Tim Borland. Do you have a what I guess what they'd call a day job? <laughs> 
Uh, um, my uh, yeah, right now I'm I'm uh, riding I'm riding on a lot of different waves. I got my my hand in a lot of different pots. I'm uh, you know my my passion my initial passion was myself to go and run and and try to make a difference. Uh, you know, and, and we accomplished that. But coming out of that, my I think one of the big things I learned was you know what I experienced is something I would love to see so many others experience. And like you notice on my website, I mean I want. You know, I want others to dream big and to believe and, and be inspired to do great things. And so um, I've actually taken everything that I've learned and experienced, and I'm putting together an organization called Race for Good. And essentially what it does is just, it, it, you know, we're just trying to build community of people who all want to put their, put their running, walking, you know, whatever it might be, um, together for good for something. And, you know, it could be for... It, you know, any number of different organizations and causes, but really I think people love being a part of something bigger than themselves. They love being a part of community. They love making a difference. Um, and I know I can only run so much. <laughs> I can only do so much myself. And I'd, um, so I'm, I'm passionate about trying to get, you know, get this started. And so I'm working on Race for Good right now, and that's where I'm putting the majority of my focus and my time and my energy. Yeah, the next run you do will probably be for the National Blister Foundation. <laughs> but, you know, the, the problem, I think, here, Tim, is is if you, in high school, if you would have told some guidance counselor that I want to run marathons and raise awareness okay, for okay. these funds, they would have laughed you right out of school and forced you to study or do whatever else. Are you a, a one in a million? Or, as you say, can people be taught to think and dream big? I, I truly believe that. I, I really do. I, you know, what I learned along the way, what I experienced, it's one thing to know, it's another thing to experience. I think what I experienced along the way is, you know, accomplishing big things and dreaming beyond what you can imagine is possible um, ends up being, you know, 90% in mental and the other 10% is all in your head. Hmm. Nothing about dreaming big is, is physical. Right. I mean, running marathon day after day after day. Sure, there's physical challenges along the way, but but mentally, you know, it's it's the mind that really can stop so many people from dreaming that it's possible. Um, and so my first, you know, always my first word of of encouragement is is to you know is to try to get people away from the focusing on the physical, and that's what I had to defend. What's so funny is the mental is what would have broken me more than anything, but yet everybody was challenging me on the physical. Aren't you going to hurt yourself? Aren't you going to get a blister? And, and yet mentally, I had every reason to shut down. Um, so it, it's, it's mental strength, which is why I think having a cause and having something outside of yourself, you know, I think that um, when, I, I think when you're focused on something outside of yourself, you can accomplish things beyond all human estimation and understanding. When there's intention and purpose outside of yourself, it is a wonderful sentiment, and it's great, uh, I think, that you're taking it outside of, uh, of the, the Race for Good, which is a tremendous organization. But you have become a bit of a corporate motivator, haven't you? I mean, what are some of the lessons that you've learned that you share with executives? Um, that, you know, that's, a great, that's been a great uh, journey for me as well, is, is how, do you, how do you come off of something that for a lot of people is, has no relevancy at all, and how do you experience that with someone else? And I love... I love what your show is all about. That's actually become the title of my presentation. It's The Ordinary, Accomplishing the Extraordinary. Beautiful. You know, and, and I was challenged by a guy that said, Tim, you know, I, I, love, I love everything that you've done, but I don't get the marathons, and I don't, and I don't know anything about the disease, so that doesn't inspire me. <laughs> 
And I said, whoa, okay. But this was a good challenge, right? He said, I want to know how an ordinary guy doing ordinary things became an ordinary guy doing something extraordinary. Yep. Um, so, you know, I stepped back and said, okay, if, if I went through a process, what does that look like? And really what I, what I came down to was kind of four critical things that, you know, phases that I think I went through, and, and they're very universal, which is why I now kind of share them across the board. And I, you know, kind of they're um, – I'm, I'm – I'm going to try to remember this. I, I've, I've given it once. But I think the first thing is, like I said before, it's, it's focusing on others instead of yourself. So it's switching from an internal focus to an external focus. You first have to think about, yeah, it's going to be you trying to accomplish something, but it has to be the cart and the, 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 the horse has to be the purpose and the cart has to be the effort. It you cannot be, I want to do something for me and I'm going to drag along a purpose. So the first thing is, is, is really, you know, grabbing hold of thinking, you know, putting others before yourself. Tim, we're down um, to 30 seconds, so 30 give, seconds. give us okay. a, the other three. Okay, it'd be, um, and then risk it, being willing to risk it all, having an accurate view of fear, and then number four is a passion-inspired vision. You see, you know why Tim gets this, Mark? Because he's got lots of time to think when he's running 26.3 <laughs> miles every yeah, single day. He's a cool guy. Tim Borland, thank you so much, buddy. And keep it all up. I want everybody to go to raceforgood.org or Tim Borland, B-O-R-L-A-N-D.com, and you'll learn about an incredible guy doing some pretty cool stuff. Thanks, Tim. The Growing Boulder Radio Show, where groovy guys and hip chicks hang out. 